time now for Gator Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Gator Guys Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Hackney, Brad Sturdy. Glad you're with us for another football weekend. We're talking Gators and Gamecocks here uh, in just a moment. Um, by the way, in a few minutes uh, later on here in the show, we have got the godfather of recruiting, Mike Farrell of MikeFarrellSports.com. Um, he's the godfather. He is the guru. He is the man. And we've got him talking Gators recruiting. Um, and this program right now that's uh, trying to get through year two, uh, with Billy Napier and um, and trying to get to uh, you know enjoy some of the rewards that he's you know that he's uh, managed to get on the on the trail on the recruiting trail. Uh, Gators coming in four and two, taking on the Gamecocks two and three uh, on the road. You know, again, both of these teams in the SEC East. We say it so many times; it's a must win for both teams. Yeah, no question. This is and this is you know this one is one of those games where I look and I say, I wonder what Vegas knows that we don't know right south carolina being a favored by two and a half points and yeah they're at home but basically that two and a half points becomes the three-point home advantage so basically what you're saying is these this these two teams are even now i don't know but you know i just look at you start looking at comparative scores and you start thinking well wait I, i'm trying to think at how you know Florida dominated Tennessee. South Carolina got dominated by Tennessee. So I'm, I start to wonder how this, how they figure this out. But Vegas usually knows. So this was a little scary for uh, the Gators, in my opinion. Yeah, and and I, it is a really important game because at four and two, they're looking for two wins to get them into a bowl game, and they're facing Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and Florida State. Uh, and then they obviously Arkansas and South Carolina. So they got to beat the teams they're supposed to beat to make it to a bowl game. And there's really no margin for error. So they lose this game and it could be the difference between going to a bowl and not. Um, this game is serious as a heart attack for the Gators. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, South Carolina coming off a bye week, uh, which they needed after getting, as you mentioned, uh, just run uh, by Tennessee 40-21 the week before. Spencer Rattler uh, sacked six times in that game, uh, just 169 yards, no touchdowns. Um, you know, he's a quarterback that we saw last year against Tennessee where he just ran roughshod or he threw roughshod, I guess you could say. He just, you know, had a career night. The Vols clearly made sure that didn't happen again. Um, he's a player that seems to be an enigma for me, right? I mean, he was five-star kid coming out, goes to Oklahoma, um, you know, goes into the season as the starter, Oklahoma as the Heisman trophy front runner doesn't finish the season. Caleb Williams comes in and takes his job. And now in South Carolina, he's just, um, never had that kind of consistency you would expect out of a quarterback, um, with those kinds of kind of bona fides. Yeah. It's, you know, there's no shame in losing your job to Caleb Williams. I would say that he did win the Heisman, right? So sure. he's, he might be okay. But yeah, I, I, I think Spencer Rattler is one of those guys. Yeah, there's clearly a lot of talent there. Just hasn't found the right fit, the right niche, whatever you want to say. And it hasn't gone as well as a lot of people expected coming into the, the college level. So this is a chance for him to, you know, get some stuff done too. He's got some games to kind of make his mark here, right? I mean, so you know, we'll see how he handles it. I think this would be a go a long way to kind of if he can have a good game here, go a long way towards kind of solidifying his status. In the yeah, SEC he's, he's 
yeah, he's it's it it's kind of a it shows how highly rated he was because you know he's thrown for nine thousand yards, but it's kind of an anticlimactic um, college you know career for him. And most guys would kill for nine thousand yards in their career, but this would be one of those those victories that would be really important for the South Carolina team. So um, th- th- this is a big game for both both sides and. You know, it, it's also something to be said for being a spoiler to a team you're a rival with. 9,000 yards. Yeah, I would not have guessed that with Spencer Rattler. Uh, South Carolina coming in, three losses on the season, all two ranked teams. Uh, head coach Billy Napier talking about uh, the Gators' struggles this year and how uh, patience is important. You know, you just don't get to the top of a mountain in one day, right? You got to climb the mountain. Um and I think there's important things to remember while we're doing that, right? It's going to require a tremendous amount of work. Um, I think that you got to stretch yourself. You've got to get uncomfortable. Um, it's going to be harder than you thought it was going to be. There's going to be some uncomfortable days. I think it's important that we always keep a really good attitude toward learning. Uh, and we apply the things that we learn along the way. And look. Um, this requires focus. You know, I think there's distractions. You can get distracted with failure. Uh, you can get distracted with success. I think success probably is even more of an issue at times. Um, and I do think there's an accountability piece here. Growth can be accelerated uh, when you have a watchful eye uh, watching you closely. And uh, I think it's beneficial for us, not only the staff members, but also the leadership on our team uh, we provide that, and we got to build on the past, right? We got to take the things that we know are true, uh, that we've learned that are true, and apply those applications. One thing to know, it's another thing to apply, um, and we have to practice what we know works, tweak and adapt and evolve in the areas where we know we need to do that, and then ultimately. I think if you're going to continue to grow, you got to remember back up a little bit, take a deep breath, uh, and have some gratitude for where you're at, the opportunities that come with that. Uh, and I think ultimately that's where we're at as a team. They play with good effort. Um, I do think he's got a tough group, uh, and they cause problems for every team that they played. Um, I think Williams Bryce is one of the tougher venues and better venues in the country, having played there many times in the past. Uh, and look, we're an underdog on the road in the SEC, uh, and this is an area on our team where we need to accept the challenge and take the next step by playing well and winning the game on the road. So um, we challenge the staff to do their best work. You know, our job is to connect with people and produce results. Uh, I do think there's a element to this game um, that is about connection. There's a human element. And I think we want to have an aggressive mindset this week. Uh, we want to have good energy and we want to work uh, to help our players, to teach our players, to lead our players, to mentor our players. Um, and I think that we're excited about getting to work today and certainly getting on the grass tomorrow. Bottom line is when the ball's spotted, we kick it off. Okay, you've got to be ready to mix it up, you know, and if you've done a good job preparing all week, you're mentally prepared, you can communicate at a high level, you can play fast, you can anticipate, 
Um, and then physically, you got to have a, a sharp sword. You know, you got to be ready to go. That axe has got to be, can't be dull, you know. So, got to make the work a little bit easier. If we take the right approach Tuesday, Wednesday, if we're growing and improving in the physical parts of our team, um, we can apply that. And then again, like I mentioned before, there's an emotional component that I think uh, we, we have to bring that. We've got to create an edge. And that's what this week's about. Yeah, I, I think they have to, you know, it's, it's, he's right. As a coach, you have to focus on the process. Like you have to focus on the process of getting better, improving day by day, getting your guys in the right spots, like learning as you're going, using film, you're getting experience. But fans don't think that way, right? I mean, they look, it's like at the end of the day, fans are like, you got to win. Yeah, we want to get better, but we got to win while we're getting better, right? So it's as a coach, you have one goal and, and fans have a different goal and boosters have a different goal. It's, it's everything's different. Napier has to manage the expectations from the outside with the expectations internally in his program. And that's a hard thing to do. Especially when your, your whole baseline was, kind of blown up by urban Meyer to the point where, you know, people think they look over at Alabama and they say that should be us. And they look at what, you know, uh, George is doing and they say that should be us. And, and fairly or unfairly coach Napier is in a position where he's got to figure out how that is going to be us. And fans aren't wanting to wait on it. And boosters have invested money hard-earned money that they've taken from their wallets and written checks, which is now legal in NIL. And they're, they want some return on investment in the form of W's. And the other thing is, is when you rebuild, you've got Dion ruining everybody because Colorado won one game last year, and he's starting to turn them around to the point where they can compete with USC with a team that won one game the prior year. So fans and even boosters are not inclined to be patient. And I'm not saying Coach Napier is wrong. It's just that um, life isn't adding up the way it used to be for coaches. No, it's it's a tough profession, right? I mean, Florida coming off that 38-14 win at home against Vanderbilt. But what is it about uh, home turf and uh, staying in a Motel 6 when you hit the road? Uh, Florida teams under Napier – Nine and two at home, just one and seven on the road. And he's talking about Williams Bryce, you know, being such a tough place to play. When you're one and seven on the road, every place I think is a tough <laughs> place to play, right? I mean, it's you know, gee, coach, really? Guess what? Um, the high school field out back is a is a tough place to play if it's outside of South Carolina right now. Uh, what is it about this team that just uh, can't figure out how to put it together on the road? We've already seen it this year uh, at Utah. Uh, we saw it at Kentucky. Um, you know, and, and now here they go at South Carolina and he's to your point that maybe why the game cost win is a slight favorite. Yeah. I, I think there's a, there is a psyche, a mental aspect to going on the road and playing and kind of learning how to handle that atmosphere. And, and I'm not sure they're there yet. You know, you, they do have some veteran guys, you know, like a, a quarterback, Graham merch, whatever, but they still haven't done it. Right. Even he didn't really do it very well. <laughs> um, at Wisconsin. So this is a, once they got to do it, you, you know, go in, you learn how to win on the road. And that's part of this process, this growing and building process Napier is going through. Yeah. And this would be an excellent learning uh, demonstration for the team. 
but South Carolina doesn't want to be that. And that's what fans tend to forget is there's two teams on the field and um, one of them, you know, has to lose and neither of them want to. So we'll see if Spencer Rattler can, can, you know, pull a little magic out and, um, you know, be the difference maker in this game because I, I would give him the advantage if I, you know, if I was on a playground and you had me get a chance to pick a quarterback, if I had the two guys in front of me, I'd pick Spencer over Graham. By the way, talking about Graham Mertz, um, the kind of season that he is having right now, um, if my math is correct, and Brad is the mathematician here of the group, uh, completing almost 80% of his passes for 1,449 yards, nine touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, guys, I don't care who you are. That's those are some decent stats. Yeah, he's put up numbers. You know, even even the game they lost um, at Kentucky, he put up you know twenty five of thirty with uh, two hundred forty four yards. Um, but what we've seen is he's he's kind of uh, this is for lack of a better term statuesque in the pocket. So you saw five sacks against Utah. You saw three sacks against Kentucky. Three sacks against Charlotte. Three sacks against Vanderbilt. So he's taking a lot of hits um as well so yeah he's been good in fact his worst completion percentage is 70 percent in any game so that's the guy who's getting some getting the job done even if maybe the offense isn't putting up as many points as you think they should yeah and you get into that you know you see that in pro football even you know with the cowboys where you've got to put points on the board and you know you can move the ball up and down the field if you can't score points you just don't win enough games to keep people employed in the coaching positions. And so that's what coach Napier has to work on. 3.30 kickoff in Columbia Gators uh, taking on South Carolina. The game uh, can be seen on SEC Network. Hey, stay away. Stay with us right now. We still have Mike Farrell coming up to talk a little Gators recruiting. Um, great stuff there. Can't wait to get him here on the horn. Uh, but up next, uh, what happens when you score 189 points in a football game? Uh, we'll talk about that. How tired are you? Even if you're just watching, we'll talk about that as well as uh, maybe it's time to say goodbye to a legend. That's all coming up. Gator guys, sports spectacular. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414. Attention business owners, have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS? Instead of waiting months to a year plus, 
How would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419-800-279-0419-800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. Larry, Mike, and Brad back here, and this is the story that Mike has been asking all show long. When are we going to talk about it? When are we going to talk about it? Here it is. <laughs> Miami Hurricanes. And the play, the fumble that cost them a loss to lowly Georgia Tech, fellas. Mario Cristobal, one of the top paid coaches in football. I think he's, I think he's number two in the ACC behind, behind Dabo. What were you thinking, right? Come on. I mean, it's, 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 and I say, this is coaching malpractice. You snatch, <laughs> you snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, all you have to do is take a knee now. And, and there are a lot of people here. Obviously he's the head coach. You have an offensive coordinator who didn't get it. You have a quarterback who literally should have known. You have all these people who should quarterback should have been like, Hey, you know, what are we doing? If I'm a quarterback, I'm like, dude, it's inside 40. Take a knee, right? I, I don't, it makes no sense that this happened. But it also tells me that football coaches are generally terrible at math. They are not good at math. And, you know, they need to have some some guy, you know, a math guy like me. I could do this job for about for about $250,000 a year. I'll stand next to Mario Cristobal and tell him when to take a knee. I am offering my services to the hurricane nation. You know, there's one person in America though, who thought this was a beautiful play. And that's Joe Pisarchik, who's no, <laughs> known for his fumble <laughs> back in the seventies. The Meadowlands, baby. The, and, and so he is like, see, see, it happens to other people. So <laughs> there's one person who was happy to see that. I don't think that, his feelings should be discounted. And you know what? Good good for Mario for considering the fact that he's been long-suffering. And I think Mario's humanity is fantastic. <laughs> and, you, and here's the other thing. You realize that this was part of it, but at least on the Miracle of the Meadowlands, they picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. They yes. then had to go 70. They had to give up a 76-yard drive with 28 seconds and no timeouts. <laughs> I mean, it took talent to lose this game. I mean, it was like a team effort. You can't underestimate their desire to lose the game. <laughs> Just looked on monster.com and I can see here wanted staff, staff mathematician, Miami Hurricanes. Must be able to count to 40 seconds. <laughs> Don't have to be in great shape. Just be able to count. Well, you needed math if you were uh, watching high school football in North Carolina. Did you see this final score? Not a basketball score. High school football, 106 to 83. They combine 
for 69 points in the first quarter alone. And, and then, then they stopped the game with a minute to go. Who knows how many they would have scored? The lights went out, right? So the lights go out in this game when it's 106-83. There was at least two more touchdowns that final minute coming. Who knows? That's insane. I, I can't imagine how tired. <laughs> how tired the officials are coaching the run, officiating this game because I'm not going to be mean here, but you know, officials are, they aren't the high level athletes. They're out there and they're going to up and down, up and down. And they're going to be totally out of breath. Can you imagine the offensive quarter coordinator going, I thought our 83 would be enough tonight. <laughs> I guess how would not. You put a, we scored 83. Not only did we lose, we lost by 20. <laughs> I got to get a better offense. Hey, our, our producer, Tony Cordero, is a veteran high school referee. Tony, got to get your thoughts. What will 683, if you, were, if, you were, if you were calling that game, when do you go home? <laughs> so it's not a rule for the whole crew. It's just you. <laughs> 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 he goes he goes and sits in a chair on the sideline and he has his lemonade and he's like finish it up fellas i'm out <laughs> exactly. it's like we it's tony's got a speech it's like you are spartans and then he leaves <laughs> <laughs> hey guys speaking of uh coaches that are tired that coach admitted he, he was pretty tired in that high school game in north carolina uh bill belichick of the patriots um you know the team's struggling Look, it's not been the same since Tom Brady left. You know, does Robert Kraft make that move at the end of the season and send his Hall of Fame legendary coach off into retirement? Man, I, I think you have to allow him to to make that decision personally. My my question is, when you consist, one thing about Bill Belichick, he's always I mean, he had Tom Brady and and Tom Brady's great, but they didn't always give them the best talent. Um, especially, you know, Bill Belichick took a lot of guys who were like retreads and guys who were at the end of their career and he put them in there and plug and play and, and, and it worked out, but sometimes now it, it hasn't worked out. Right. And so you're going to have this when you don't have maybe the best quarterback of all time when you do this. So I think Robert Kraft's a little bit to blame here because you need to get more talent on that team. If you want to be successful, Bill Belichick's done a great job, but now you got to have the talent to, to win. Yeah, I, my personal opinion is every great coach has one of two things in football. Either A, and this is the vast majority, they have a great quarterback. And then B, a very small minority have an overwhelming defense. And Belichick had a great quarterback all those years. And he also knew very well how to get guys to play who had the skill sets for his particular uh, positions on the field and and he was good at free agency signings but it really he one of two things is happening either he's totally lost his ability um to coach or he's trying to um get the uh get a high you know the first pick in the draft maybe we're seeing the first nfl tanking going on right now because caleb williams might be the second coming of pat mahomes yeah well uh, we continue the conversation after this. Stay with us.
Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket the call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. You're listening to the Gator Guys Radio Network. Gator Guys, Sports Spectacular continues here. Larry, Mike, and Brad, glad you're here with us. We've got Mike Farrell joining us. Uh, he is the godfather of recruiting. Uh, MikeFarrellSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter, M. Farrell Sports. Uh, he's the guru. He's been doing this uh, longer than anybody, and he is the expert. Hey, let's talk a little Gators recruiting here. And obviously, um, you know, Florida, <laughs> it's one of those seasons that it's up and down, right? I mean, uh, you know, the big win earlier um, uh, at home over Tennessee, uh, but they really struggled on the road. Uh, at Utah and then at Kentucky. Um, it's only year two for Billy Napier. We've talked with you here in the break that, um, you know, he's got just a fantastic recruiting class coming in. Will the locals allow him a chance to get these guys onto campus and develop them? Uh, usually have a three or four year window, but there's some that may be too anxious and want to maybe make a move before then. They won't. I mean, this is a toxic job, unfortunately. You know, Urban Meyer set the bar so high. Uh, and it didn't transition, you know, like Ohio State transitioned to Ryan Day. and Things kept smoothly going on, and it just didn't work that way. Will Muschamp, um, you know, was the coach in waiting at one point in Texas, took over, did a good job recruiting, uh, never developed offensive players. Uh, and then, you know, they gave him a little bit of time. He had one nine-win season, I believe, and then it went to Jim McElwain. They gave him no time. He won the SEC East twice. 
and then they got rid of him. Dan Mullen played in the SEC title game against Alabama um, in the COVID year, I believe it was. Um, and then he got fired pretty much eight, eight games later. There's no patience there. The boosters, the fans, just ridiculous. So the, the, the funny thing is you look at after the Tennessee win, Billy's our guy. Oh, my gosh, we're moving in the right direction. They struggled against Charlotte the next week, and everybody wanted Billy fired. Then they got drilled by Kentucky, and now everybody wants him gone. Now there's articles saying what his buyout is, how do we get rid of him. It's year two. So he just has no chance. Unfortunately, he's recruiting very well. If they're smart, they wait and they wait. They give him through 2024 because 2023 is tough. 2024 schedule is worse. Give him through that. You know, you may have a couple six and six seasons or five and seven. Then let him build his roster, but they're not going to do that. He will not have uh, the opportunity to coach beyond 2024. He's going to make it through this season. He will not make it through 2024. So that that being said, what kind of class does he have and coming in, you know, for next year's team? And are there any freshmen? And I know this is asking a lot, but are there any freshmen who next year in the fall of 2024 will be difference makers on the field? There's one that's got to be DJ Langway, uh, the quarterback from Texas. I mean, he has to be. They really have not done well recruiting quarterbacks um you know anybody who's uh, has a pulse in the big 10 knows that Mertz was not the guy and he was not the solution to the portal um so you know and then the recruiting has been very very average you know they had anthony richardson of course great athlete you know ends up being a first rounder but you know that's that's a guy that napier got one year with you can't really build you know continuity there DJ Langway is a very strong arm kid. He's talented. He can move around uh, heavy, heavily recruited. He's going to have to be the guy early. Um, you know, and, and you've got some defensively, they're okay. Um, not great. We saw Kentucky just run through them, but we thought they were a good rushing defense. They're going to need guys at offense and they don't have them. They've got a lot of great defensive recruits in this class, like a lot. D line, linebacker, like crazy. But their their top wide receiver, Dre Hawkins from IMG Academy, is okay. Um, you know, Amir Jackson tight end, okay. Not the difference makers they need on the outside there. And that's gonna hurt DJ Langway. So I guess my answer is mm, DJ Langway. You know, talking with Mike Farrell here, um, we were talking before in the break here about NIL. Um, where is Florida, in your opinion, on this comparing to other SEC schools, uh, other schools around the country? And, and what needs to be done there um, to improve their situation? It's weird. The collective's not that great. I mean, now, if you tweet the collective's not that great, the collective will come after you and say they're great. But they haven't really been able to close. You know, it's similar to Florida State. Florida State hasn't been able to close that well. Lately, they have. You know, you got a KJ Bolden, who's a five-star kid. It was an NIL deal, pretty much. Um, but overall, the collective hasn't been great. And I don't understand why, because there's great boosters at Florida. There's a lot of money at Florida, great tradition at Florida. Um, it's not like they're not able to compete. It's just that they're not at an elite level of competition yet. Uh, there are They are smart, though. I mean, the Jaden Rashada, the quarterback who ended up at Arizona State, his demands were ridiculous, and they said no. Um, so they're being smart about it. Um, yeah, if I had to rank Florida in the SEC, I'd put them like fourth or fifth, um, which isn't bad. It's just not great. I mean, obviously, AM, uh, and now you got Texas coming in, you've got Auburn, 
some of these programs, Georgia, have really, really good collectives. So Florida's, you know, they got to improve in that area. The the question I would have for you on collectives, and this is not any specific collective, but are you seeing a lot of control with the, let's say, the coaches and the athletic directors working with the collectives? Or are you seeing where the collectives go out and try to cut deals and then bring the players to the uh, coaches? So technically, you're not supposed to work in control. Well, I understand that technically, yes. But they have to. <laughs> This is the thing, you know, like, so everybody's got to be on the same page. There's like actual, like the recruiting board at a school is well known to the collective. This is the guy we want. There are some, uh, you know, arguments. Is this really the quarterback you want? Because we really like this quarterback. Um, but the coach wins out and the athletic director wins out for the most part. I mean, a collective could really jump up and down and say, we want this kid, but that doesn't happen. But yeah, they work in tune. Um, so you're not going to see anybody go out there rogue and offer a ton of money to a kid that's like fourth on the list at a particular position for a school because that puts them in a bad spot. I guess that's a boy. One question I have with that, then how does that. Um, so I guess some schools have more than one collective, right? So um, there's a rep from each collective, then go in and talk with the coach, athletic director and make that, that decision. Is that how it's supposed to work? I think there's recruiting meetings that occur. I, I think they get them all in a room. I think the head coach is there. I think the assistant coaches are there. I think the athletic director is there. I think everybody has a big board, you know, like your fantasy football draft, and everybody talks about this kid and that. And I think it's all completely illegal, but I think it occurs. And I'm not saying it happens on campus because that would be a little bit too much. But somewhere they're meeting and they're discussing this and they're talking about, you know, what these kids want too. like, OK, this kid really it's important to him. You know, comes from a poor family, wants this, that and the other. You know, this kid uh, doesn't need money, but man, he wants, you know, the glitz and the glamour of all this stuff. And he wants his NIL deal to be public. This kid comes from a very humble family. They don't want anybody knowing to get the money. So they have to discuss all that stuff. So it's strategic meetings. You just get now you used to have the boosters involved course you know you just the sec and, and other places you go and say we want this kid uh you car dealership guy or oil guy go get him now they're working together legally to do it in an illegal way though the ironic thing is mike just out of curiosity is do you, do you have any better way that the ncaa could have set these rules up because this clearly almost requires the collegiate coaches and ADs to have the contact that they're not supposed to have to make sure that there's some sense to the roster that gets made with the collective's help. They relied on the federal government. They were waiting for that to occur. They were hoping uh, that they would inter intervene and they would put some sort of cap or limits on it, which would have been great. Didn't happen. Um, the second thing they should have done Rate the first year of NIL, they should have picked one program. And I'm not saying it should be a power program or a weak program, but one program right in the middle. Not your Alabamas, your Georgias, and certainly not your Rutgers. Pick a program, hammer the hell out of them for NIL penalties. Scare the bejesus out of everybody. Um, that's what they should have done. And they didn't. So now you've got no rules, everybody doing what they want to do, and pay for play, and that's where we're at. And that's why some of these coaches who have been around a long time are very upset about it and not happy. Uh, you're going to see coaches starting to go off to the NFL, uh, coaches retiring sooner than perhaps they should. 
because now it's completely pay for play. And that really, as a coach, you know, Jimbo Fisher, let's say he wins the national title over the next couple of years. He's going to be known as the guy who bought his team. He's going to be given no credit as a head football coach for winning a national championship compared to when he's at Florida State and there wasn't an IL. It's just there's no winning in that respect except for the $10 million paycheck that Jimbo Fisher is getting and cashing. So that's where we're at. They could have headed this off without the government. They just didn't do it. Mike Farrell, I appreciate your time as always. Uh, we'll talk with you soon. All right. Uh, Mike Farrell, again, MikeFarrellSports.com. He's the godfather of recruiting um, right here um, on Big Sports Radio. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. There's nothing more fun than going boating with friends. We were all out having a good time when all of a sudden my best friend's hat flew off and without thinking he jumped in the water to retrieve it. When we turned the boat around he seemed to be struggling to keep his head above the water. We all started yelling, pull the cord, pull the cord! I pulled the cord and my life was saved. I was wearing a belt type inflatable life jacket, the wisest decision I ever made. Life jackets worn, nobody mourns. Learn more at pleasewearit.com. All right, time to wrap this puppy up with some picks. Uh, how did we do last week? I hadn't checked yet. Um, Brad, I know you mm, things really close. Um, I wonder how we did. I, I don't know. I, I think I was three and one, and I think I won again. So I did lose a game, so I'm only 10 and one now. So I got that going for me. There you go. Yeah, and I, I missed went, one. Okay. He's a small game. Because you are the leader, you lead the way. Lead us, dear leader. Oregon, Washington fantastic game of the week who do you like oh what a fun game this is I, I really i think this is the this is obviously the game of the week in college football and the loser of this game winner of this game puts themselves in position a great position to to have an opportunity to make college football playoff losers got some work to do but i'm going to go with washington at home to take this over oregon even though more mario cristobal is not at oregon i still think they'll lose yeah, and and I think I think this is a game that I think Oregon's got a few more 
athletes than Washington does on on defense. And I'm going to give Oregon the slight advantage, even though they're on the road. I'm picking them to win this one. I've been impressed with the Huskies all season long. Um, I just think, you know, I mean, a month ago I was saying this is the team that nobody's talking about. Um, and not just because Brad picked him, but I'm going to go with the Huskies at, at home in this one. And uh, we'll see if we get it right. Because you're a uh, smart man, Larry. <laughs> Let's go to the ACC. Speaking of Mario Cristobal, do you think if they have a lead late in the fourth quarter, they'll take a knee uh, at, at North Carolina? You know what? I don't think they're going to have the lead, so I don't think it's going to matter. <laughs> uh, no, I, but I don't know. <laughs> That's a strange thing. I, I give me the quarterback, right? Uh, I'm always picking the quarterback, even though they, you know, they should have beat Georgia Tech, obviously, but still, Georgia Tech's not very good, and they made them look a lot better, and that they didn't play well at all. I'm going to go with North Carolina to win this one. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. I think I think you got to go with with the the QB in this one and you got to wonder how many times Cristobal is going to be faced with that same situation before he decides to <laughs> just take a knee. I mean, we're, we're we're on two now, maybe third time's a charm, maybe four, five, who knows. Is <laughs> one of those that I mean, he <clears throat> he's never going to live it down, you know? I mean, no, at least he made his OC go up there. You you take the you take the blame, okay? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Miami coming in, by the way, we should uh, point out, uh, 25th in the AP poll, North Carolina, 12, 5-0. and 0, The Tar Heels looking fantastic. How about, by the way, how about Mac Brown? You know, just the guy just just does, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, Mac Brown. Mac's still coach, right? Yeah, yes. He's like 107. Yeah. He's That's what I coach. thought. I, I thought, wait a minute, maybe he should have retired. He had to, re- he had to yeah. retire from Texas because he was getting old, and then he's like, rejuvenated. I'm back, baby. <laughs> exactly. He's been so- recruiting for... 68 years. Well, that was his one. For a moment, I thought he's got some connections. I recruited your dad. I recruited recruited your your dad. Grandfather. (laughs) Grandfather. I played with your grandfather. Uh, Uh, Mac Brown. What a job he has done. Like you said, in like a, you know, this, this semi-retirement job that he took, right? Yeah. I'm just going to play around with this in Chapel Hill. Yeah. It's pretty country. Good golf. Uh, Mac Brown got him five and oh, and a three and a half point favorites. I'm going with the heels in this one as well. Um, I just think right now until uh, until you knock them off uh, and they're at home. Uh, okay, USC at Notre Dame. It's intriguing because they that's both have had some good games and both have also struggled. Yeah, so you know it's the USC has one of the best offenses I think we we in college football with Caleb Williams. He's fantastic. However, they also have one of the worst defenses in college football. They find the last six quarters, they have just been. I mean, it's it's astonishing how badly defensively they've been. And the second half against Colorado and then against Arizona, teams that are not, you know, were struggling up to that point, and they have, you know, they've made them look really good. Now, Notre Dame, on the other hand, has also not looked great offensively in, in many cases. So I think they, they write the ship a little bit here. I think Notre Dame pulls this one. I, I know that they're, they're technically the favorite. I think Notre Dame uh, scores a lot of points against USC. And and they pull out the win. I think Caleb Williams is is looks like the next Pat Mahomes. I don't see Notre Dame doing much to slow him down. And even if their defense is atrocious, I just don't see Notre Dame being able to keep up with them. You know, atrocious rhymes with the Trojans. I saw what you did there. Yes. Um, USC, uh, you know, listen, it's it says something when you're a team that comes in as as a top ten preseason. You remain undefeated, but you drop in the polls three weeks in a row. 
that says something. Guys, I'm with you. I went to bed thinking USC had finally come back and had this thing wrapped up. Was stunned to wake up the next morning and find it went to triple overtime over Arizona. Did nothing away from the Wildcats, but you're at home. You should have finished this one off. I got to go with Notre Dame. One of those losses was at the, you know, because you only had 10 men on the field. Um, you know, if you have 11 men, maybe you stop Ohio State and you're instead you're six and one. So uh, yeah. great comeback. Do, do you think Marcus Freeman and Mario Cristobal are going to get together in this offseason, maybe put their own team together and not take a knee and only play with 10 guys? Yeah, we get them both a case. Maybe of just Christmas. coach against each other every week. <laughs> Give a chance. <laughs> Here, fellas, prevagent to stay focused. It's, it's uh, like a yeah. it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup, Larry. It's, hey, you got your <laughs> ten men. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I won't take a knee. In my no take a knee. Well, it tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I'll go with the average as well. All right, we got to run. The clock is uh, heading up to the top of the uh, the hour. What's that thing? Yeah, twelve. Give me some prevagent. Hey. Thanks for everyone who stopped by this week. Enjoy the games as always. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll see you right back here. Same time, same station next week. Take care. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of the Gator Guys Sports Spectacular. <laughs>